Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to a very special issue edition of the Experts Podcast. It's Nick Hayes with you and hello Carmen Braywood. Hi Nick Hayes, happy spring. And a pinch and a punch for the first of the month. What an yeah. exciting time of the year it is. The first of. So here we are. We can't, we're going to get ourselves in trouble um, if we try to predate this or pre record this. But this <laughs> is recorded today on the very first day of spring. And it's a really a great opportunity to have a little bit of a chat, an insider's chat around what is going on in media. But, Carms, I want to just very quickly cover off with you. Mm. Breaking news over the last 24 hours, we've seen two very senior key media professionals hand in their resignation, telling their, their, their respective media houses that it's time for them, and that is the ABC's Virginia Trioli on the morning show there, and also to... Uh, Probably the biggest shock that was announced today on Neil Mitchell, 3AW, that he's hanging up the boots after 30-plus years in the big seat, he's calling it a day. What kind of shock? What is? What does this do? I mean, I think we're all talking about it. What? How do you feel about this, Carms? I think the key thing that I think is notable about these two resignations, and each of them significant for their own reason, is... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast as a person who's interested in what goes on behind the scenes in the media, is that it's the time of year. You know, it happens September, October. This is when contract renewals are going on behind the scenes. So I recall you'd wait around for this time of the year if you were out of contract with much anticipation and nervousness. If you hadn't had a conversation yet, you'd be starting to wonder why. And that would likely mean that you're going to not have your contract renewed. Or if you are deep in conversation, and you're thinking about wrapping things up, it's by about now that you'd have said, listen, I'm out. We're going to have to work out a strategy to figure out what's going to happen with the rest of this show. And that's what's happened in each of these two cases, I would say. In in Neil Mitchell's experience, he's been around forever. He's had a huge career in uh, commercial broadcasting and in publication uh, before that. And he's heavily relied upon. He's like the gold standard in many ways of morning uh, shows. He's, he's just had so many news stories that he's broken over the years and it seems like it's an intentional lifestyle change. And then Trioli seems the intention as well is, is to, to do something different, to just live a different kind of life, isn't it? She's taking a whole other shift entirely. Well, they're coming from both from two very different platforms, of course. One's commercial, one's non-commercial. Mm. I, I read a lot of the, the the media and the communication that was coming out that Virginia uh, wanted to leave. She has, you know, the ratings haven't been fantastic for the ABC. And that's not just ABC Melbourne, that's ABC generally right across mm. the country have seen a drop there. Um, Neil Mitchell, though, you know, he's leaving at the top of his game. His ratings couldn't be higher. One might say that 
you know, he's calling it a day on his own accord and not mm. waiting to to be shown the door. Um, but I couldn't see him leaving because it, as an ex-Melburnian, I grew up with Neil Mitchell. I remember, and I, I'm from the media monitoring industry, I used to get paid to listen to him every single day. Mm. And the business that I work for was intrinsically involved with his program. It, we literally fed a lot of the content, a lot of people through. And also to my boss at the time, Peter Ma from Reheim, he was a regular on their Friday night, Friday after, uh, morning panel. Um, it wasn't long after the, the 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 fact that the show would finish, they'd all be off to lunch, and we'd go and meet them for lunch later <laughs> wow. on, and see if we can get a couple of beers in with them. No, oh, you Amazing probably had times. more than but a couple Melbourne, of beers. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a little, just a few more. But I mean, <laughs> Melbourne, I, I just think this is going to be deep shock to them because I, I, they've grown up with Neil Mitchell. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you, you read I, the press I, I around. It's not going to be yeah. easily replaced. No, and, and people who've listened to certain personalities on radio stations for a long time develop deep, deep entrenched attachment. As you're talking about there, you've got these long, deep-seated connections with the broadcaster that are coming to mind now and it's going to be very hard for you, whatever comes on to replace that show. The other thing that they're going to have to think about at 3AW, um, at Nine Radio in general, is also the, the, the lineup on that station. You know, you've got quite a light-hearted breakfast show, as we pointed out, out when we we're talking to the producer of um, the corresponding show of, of um, Ben Fordham's Breakfast up in Sydney, you know, Neil Mitchell is the one who brings the news chops to that radio station. So his show and all of yes. the breaking news stories that are happening there, you know, then that, that kind of content isn't kicking in until he's on air at 9 o'clock or maybe 8.30. So you, you need someone who's going to do the same thing. So who's out there? Who's touted as Could going it to be, be the so could it be though, Calms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, could it be, Calms, that Virginia Trioli has left the ABC and maybe going to make one of the biggest moves to commercial talkback radio in her complete opposition? Three AW. Could that be the case? Well, only not only to say that I'm pretty sure I've seen it reported that she's going to do something else on the ABC and an arts program. You know, surprisingly. So, do you reckon that sounds There's like no way Virginia Trioli is just going to sit there and do arts? <laughs> Well, the art is one of the great. Yeah, they need a voice, but not one of the great uh, journalists, not one of the mm. great presenters that is probably you know uh, the equivalent of a Neil Mitchell over on the ABC, and uh, she's just such a great broadcaster. I think she'd be lost in the arts potentially. The potentially three AW, but look at us, you and I, making predictions on this. <laughs> look, I, the reason this is big news too. There is big news around this. Is that you know it, it is that time of the year, as you said, that there is change, there is movement. Um, one of the things that we do at Media Stable is with every change, and particularly with the change of the media cycle. First of spring might first day of spring might be just that a change mm. of season, but it also too reminds us that we're also seeing the end of winter football. NRL, AFL comes off the books. Uh, the media needs more content, needs more experts because all of that airtime, broadcast time that's been applied to both NRL and AFL in print, radio and TV needs to be replaced. So this is an amazing time for content producers, for experts and for people to, to get out there and Take this moment and start producing content and get ready because the media is going to come calling for you or, well, actually, the reality is they're not. You need 
to start doing that and preparing it so that they actually can see it and that they can actually use it because if you're not there, they're going to use someone else. Yeah, totally. It's definitely a time of flux. You know, there's there's just there's people who may be around radio stations and TV stations because of the heavy reliance on the sports coverage that the programming teams have, and they're just not there. You know, you'll find this is the time that your big sports broadcasters take their fishing trips, or at least the likes of Carl Langdon probably used to this time of year and doesn't anymore because he's on breakfast radio. But you will find you've got those people who are normally everywhere and doing all of the interviews and they're just not there anymore. So there's room uh, for a reliance. And in fact, there's a necessary reliance on external experts. And the program directors are trying to fill the books for Christmas as well, right? So they've got a roster right through Christmas and the new year where they need to find fresh talent, people who are half good, who can fill maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour on radio so that maybe some uh, less experienced broadcasters who are coming in to cover shifts or uh, maybe they're going to try new lineups, new shows, refresh an entire programming uh, set, you know, in terms of the kinds of experts that they draw on for their content. So it's it's just one of those very up and about times of the year. And and I wouldn't ever think for a second that it's foot off the pedal time. It's the opposite. You know, when, when the weather gets warmer and you get that spring in your step because things are kind of getting great out there again. I'm, I'm speaking for Perth, obviously not where you are, Nick, where it's still just cold <laughs> and miserable. Uh, but here in the West, when the weather uh. starts to get warmer, everyone just comes out of this, you know, their, their crusty skin and they come out from the habitation, if you like, and they're just just they're they're really ready to start doing deals, doing some new things. People are in a fun frame of mind. So think about your products and your storylines that reflect that up and about nature to the way people are living their lives. And you'll find the broadcasters, uh, they want to tell stories that reflect that. I love that, Carms. Great commentary there. That is really good. And I love being told by a West Australian about their weather (laughs) because they certainly won't be watching any football this September because both (laughs) of their teams haven't made the final eight and uh, they are just not doing anything anything really good. (laughs) It's all done for you. So, But but just to harp in on a few of those points there because it Mm. it is critical right now we are and there is a, an opportunity for all experts out there listening to the podcast to start thinking, hey, if I was going to make a run for it, if I was going to make a play for it, mm. now is the right time to do it. And the reason it's the right time is because there is opportunity here for you. Mm. And look, there's one thing that I do know and we, when we do the Meet the Media programs, they'll be in October 17 in Melbourne and October 19 in Sydney, is that the media tells us, look, we're not coming looking for you. You've got, to, you've got to start to present and put the content together that how we actually need it to be presented because we just don't have the resources or the availability to really do the, the deep work or the work maybe that was required 15, 20 years ago to build a story. You know, we're all storytellers out there that are listening to this. We need to tell the stories the way the media needs to receive it. And if we can get that part right, you're going to do very well. And I, again, just want to double down that change of the media cycle. So you you mentioned program directors, there's comps, but mm. you know, for a lot of media now, they don't actually have program directors anymore. So you're, you're almost having to work and deal directly with the producers to 
put together that content or that idea that you might be either a regular expert, a regular commentator, or when that opportunity presents mm. to, you know, make contact and let me know I can cover this. But again, it is all about the opportunity right now, but also to consume the media that you want to be a part of. You'll hear it. You'll see the change over now because <laughs> when you're in Western Australia, you won't be hearing much about AFL <laughs> other than a short couple of mentions of the finals and reminders no, that you're no good and you're not there. Yeah, we're trying to change the subject. That by North Melbourne supporter, Carms. I'm I'm across (laughs) what you're trying to do there, and that's all we're trying to do. We're just changing the subject, deftly taking West Australians' minds off of the fact that they are not in the AFL Grand Final. But hello, bright shiny thing, AFLW is kicking off this weekend with a derby, right? That's very true. That's a classic example of a really great way to launch into the start of the season, right? To inflame uh, those. Uh, deep-rooted, personal, vindictive attacks that we have against one another as either being a Docker supporter or a West, uh, um, a West Coast Eagles supporter, right? And then the recent wonderful support that we had for the Matildas and therefore women's sport in Australia, we go, right, boom, AFLW kicks off uh, with a derby in WA. It's getting mainstream excellent coverage on on main um, the primetime television and radio here in WA. So if you have a story that can kind of capitalise on any of those things that are are examples of monoculture, which is something that was discussed at State of Social, which I really loved this year, you know, like monoculture isn't dead. It was the quote that I jotted down and I'll reference that for you so we can stick it in the show notes too when I remember. However, monoculture, right? Barbie, um, the Matildas, if you're watching and, and listening and consuming broadcast uh, media uh, and print media, these are things that are targeted everybody and they're going to tap into things like that. So maybe your expertise can hang a little a little piece off of that. It can have a bit of an angle that you can contribute that that is part of what's going on on a bigger scale right now. And that bigger scale, the things that are going on, yeah, the change of season, things are getting warmer. We have a date for the voice referendum is another one that I think if you can chip in as a news commentator or have some kind of news angle on that story as well, you're going to be doing well to put your hand up. And, and if you can follow it up with, and I'm going to be available during the school holidays in October, call me, then the executive oh. producers and the online content editors, you know, there are all these online platforms that that your big um, media conglomerates own now. So they've got to fill articles on all of their different you know, digital platforms. So if you can write a 400-word little piece and suggest it um, to the right person, now's the time to do it. Oh, Carmen, you, you have just gone on, you've just given us the top five what to do and how <laughs> to get media and be ready and available for it. I'm going to just quickly recap because there, there's some of the points that I, we really do want to hit home right now. So you're talking about, you know, obviously when you're an expert, in a certain field, you can find opportunities and, and issues that are around you that you can piggyback off. Mm. You can um, news jack. You can you can find a way that your your commentary might be a little different to the commentary that is out there, mm-hmm. or you might have a position that's slightly uh, a, a little left or right of field. It it doesn't quite matter as long as you've got something to add to the conversation that adds value and also to it might educate, inform, even entertain down the pathway. So, look, 
everyone that's listening, please have a look around you. See what you can do and and and, and add to the conversation. And that does across, you know, that is across print, radio and TV and make it known. The other good thing I, I really want to encourage people to do is if you see people that are particularly good at what they are doing in the media, mm. follow a little bit of their lead and how they do it. Now, I'm not saying be like them. I'm not saying say what they say or do it how they do it, but have a look where they appear. So everyone in every sector has someone that is doing particularly well in their space, but how are they doing it? Have they got PR support? Have they got some media support? Do they have better connections, relationships? Have they been doing it for a long time? There's lots of little things that you've got to try and sort of emulate what they're doing and how they're doing it, but doing it in your own style, in your own authentic way that is very different. No one wants two Bernard Salts running around. No one wants two (laughs) Carmen Braidwoods running around. Imagine someone trying to be a calm and brave wood. But, you know, they, we, 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 want, we want your unique offering, but be smart about it. Watch how they're doing it. And then my number one tip, and I, I, I suppose, you know, find a platform or a way to distribute or find the way that media wants it delivered to them. And I know this might be a big plug here for Media Stable, but one of the great ways that we do distribute through Media Board, but we understand through going to a Meet the Media um, what journalists are looking for and how they want to receive it. And again, it's a bit of a pep talk. I know we're doing a little bit of a pep talk here in trying to encourage people, look, get out from behind the desk, write a couple of words, hold a position, get your word out there. Because if you're not getting your word out there, if you're not staking your claim, you can be very much assured that your competitor is going to be doing it. So, you know, drive it. Here's your little pep talk. Make it happen. (laughs) Start doing it this weekend. Go for it. I love that, Nick. You know the the old tip to look it out, look out there and see who else is doing it really well. And and like you say, have the right training behind you in terms of understanding what the media needs to hear from you in terms of the nature of your pitch in order to get your content on air. And the media board's a great place to look. And Nick, you, you do a great job of hosting that, so it's worth looking there. You can also look at, you know, from my point of view, I want you to look at the performance of of those expert commentators out there. You know, how are they showing up and and if you feel like there are areas where you fall short and you're not really sure how you're going to do that in your way, you can really easily put yourself under pressure and test that. You know, get someone to emulate a, an interviewer. Most of us can do a bit of play acting, a bit of role play, muck around, have a crack at it. If you had to be interviewed today, how would you go with that so that you can test where you're at and if you're not in the right position or if your staff and your team are not in the right position, to be able to take those phone calls over the spring and summer months in order to uh, to grab those PR, PR opportunities that arise, then get the training. Nick, I've got to point out too, uh, Liana Rossi of Ogilvy PR Australia is the one who made it abundantly clear during her keynote at State of Social here in Perth um, only last month that monoculture isn't dead, right? So things like the Matildas, um, Barbie, they're a phenomena that have kind of whipped around the globe and, and if not the globe, Australia and gotten people excited all at the same time. And I think if you can look for things like that in in our everyday lives that you can weigh in on from your point of view, you're on track to understanding what the media is looking for from you. Hi, oh, I Piper. love it. I love it. Too. I love it, Carms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Piper, Piper's piping up. But she you agrees. know what? Mm. Um, again, 
it is it, it is one of those things where you are uh, watching and, and keeping an eye on the very landscape that is the cycle. And, 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 and again, the message from this podcast is simply this. The media cycle is changing. It's in the midst of moving to a, a, a different cog and it's an opportunity for everyone to get and be a part of it. And I think we underestimate that. And I, I love that commentary you made earlier on in the, in the piece there about availability and whether, you know, to take your foot off the pedal because you, you made a reference there and I think it's so critical. Everyone thinks that we're now racing to get to Christmas. They think we're racing to finish off the end of the year. You know what? This isn't the race yet. The race, we're in the middle of it. This is the time now to lock down, to stay strong and start performing because right now you have got amazing opportunities to do it during school holidays, to do it during public holidays, to be available and be that next expert that they're going to have you lined up for in 2024. So if you want to do the groundwork and make 2024 your best year in media, this is your moment. This is your opportunity to get your practice in and let them know that you're available and become that media asset. I've, I've been doing a lot of webinars lately, Calms, a lot of media training, and I mm. always reference the word media asset. And people get that straight away. Be an asset, be valuable, be of some value to the media, and it will come back and pay you off. So I, I just I want people today to, to, to acknowledge, yes, it is the 1st of September, it is the first day of spring, but more importantly, it is a change of the media cycle. It's an opportunity to get your content out there. And don't make mistakes by putting content, snapping up press releases and sending them to the wrong places. Get a little bit of advice, get some help and support. And even, and when it comes to you, Calms, when you get that foot in the door, deliver to the best possible way you can. Deliver your best possible response. And I think that all comes from just understanding what the media wants and expects from you. And I know that with a bit of training and support, everyone that's listening can do some amazing things in the media. Yeah, it's a really good time, isn't it, to just you know, turn on the radio, turn on the telly, look at these various platforms and understand the kind of stories they are running now, now that the, the certain elements of the political and uh, sport and, and zeitgeist have kind of changed and transitioned at this time of year. And if you want a way to kind of look at it differently, I mean, it is the start of a new season, but it really is like a fresh start to the new year. Three months, you can do a lot with three months. Think about what you managed to do sort of January through to the end of March. It's a lot of time that you can put into getting a particular message out there. And if you're consistent with that message and, and you bring that message through all platforms in the modern media landscape, right? So you've got the, the traditional media platforms, but then when you get your media, you're backing it up with really quality uh, feedback to your audience about how that experience went, like sharing the video from your TV appearance or writing a post about what it was like to be there for that TV appearance, those kinds of things. If you're owning it and claiming that place, you're getting all of that extra kudos that goes with it. The brand association of that really big brand from the media company as well is, is not to be sniffed at. And it just, it can lead to so many other wonderful opportunities. If you get to know the lineup on the station that you love to listen to, for instance, you know, there are little opportunities, hosting segments, or I don't know, doing the show on Christmas Day. Who knows like why not why not stick your hand up and say I'm around I want to have a crack at this you just never know what might come your way 
Yeah, I, I, I love that, Carms. I really do, you know, because, again, it, 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 there is a little element of risk that you do have to take to put yourself out there. And I, I think one of the, the questions I get asked constantly by a lot of experts, uh, just before they join or actually immerse themselves into media, what's my return on investment going to be? And I, I'm constantly telling them and letting them know, no, the phone will not ring. No, you will not get that $100,000 order that you were hoping straight after that interview or that uh, printed article that you did. But I can say one thing will happen. You, you won't lose them either. But the other, the other side is you, you're actually building the foundation of the way people are going to find you and connect with you in the near future. So... You know, you and I, we're still old enough to remember the, the yellow pages and, uh, <laughs> and when that used to get dropped off and uh, we used to have a little bit of fun with that. Of course we did. And, you know, like they were, that was the place to find a business. That was the place where you went hunting. And, and Google's that same thing too. Mm. But every media article, every media engagement that you're doing as an expert and as a representative of your brand, you are making it easier for your future clients to find you. And now is that opportunity to put your hand up and say, yes, I'm here to have a chat. I, mm. I think it's, it's critical that people get up and do it. So has this been a little bit of a pep talk, Carms? Has this, this been a little bit of a fire up? I know you're not <laughs> used to it because as a, from a football state that's not mm. going to have any football finals, you won't oh, yeah. be hearing any rev ups. You won't be hearing any coaches talk over there. Oh, but Nick, we're, we're winners in other ways, you know. We had it. We had a thirty degree winter's it. day this week. You know that's how we're winners uh, over here. Right. Yeah. yeah, but I, but <laughs> do you think that we've revved up people enough? Do you think we've got them firing up? Do you think we can at least make that first step to write some content and get that story out there? I feel I feel like I went into Mel Robbins mode there a few times, but yes, I think we've we've got something there <laughs> that I hope is helping you to to just spur a little bit of inspiration as you listen to this and think, okay, how can I contribute? What are the opportunities in front of me, and how am I going to leverage those opportunities after I land them? And why do you want to do them? Because you can be guaranteed that it will educate your audience to the degree that they will know you are the one that they want to work with, particularly if you are like us in the service space industry but if you've got a product if you've got a book if you've got a, a I don't know any kind of platform that you want out there that you want to sell or you want people to hear about this is the way to do it you can bring attention to that thing you're not going to sit there and say come and buy my thing for 39.95 that's not what this opportunity is about this is about sharing your expertise yeah. contributing to the the public discourse to the conversation and getting those incredible credibility points that go with it and, and leave a legacy behind. Be known. Be a known uh, expert. Be someone who is actually making a difference, uh, that what you say, what you think, what you've learned actually matters. Uh, again, I feel like I'm still harping on that sort of businessy sort of fire-up coaching thing, mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll, I'll walk away from that now. And, and I hope that everyone, and I know everyone is busy. Can I just say, I know how busy you are. I can see you there. Mm -hmm. I know you're busy, but look, please, um, Consider, consider what you might be doing in six months' time and think about those three or four media engagements. I recently did some, some stats, Carms. Mm -hmm. It's the seven, five, and three. Seven radio interviews, five printed articles, three television appearances. If you can do the seven, five, and three and have them sitting on your website, mm -hmm. then you uh, have done all you really need 
for your future clients to find you and actually understand who you are. Seven radio interviews, five printed articles. Now, that could be an op-ed or a contributor to the article and three television interviews. Once you've got the seven, five, and three, you are already made. You are known. And that kind of content hangs around for a lot longer Mm. than a lovely little pamphlet you might have done at the start of the year that no one's going to look at or even bother to open. Yeah, or sadly just throw away. You know, that's just the way it is, isn't it? We're, we're, we're different in the way that we expect value from the organisations and brands that we engage with these days. We're, we're really open to, to receiving that educational content, to, to learning and absorbing information from brands. So go out there and provide the information. Make sure it's your stuff that's landing in your perfect client's ear holes and you should have a pretty good three months between now and Christmas. Well done, Calms. This has been good. I love these ones. These are these are sometimes my favourites of our <laughs> uh, podcast where it's just you and I and riffing about and also to talking to the very people that are actually uh, doing some amazing things in comms. They, they just need a little bit more help and support and a bit more guidance hmm. to, to do it the way that the media wants it today. And again, I always talk about this too, that the fact that it's not just a one you know road highway. It's not one way. It's a two-way highway. The media needs you, the expert, just as much as you need to amplify your message and content. So Mm. it is a mutual relationship. It sometimes doesn't feel like that because (laughs) it can feel very one-sided. You don't get a lot of response back from the media. But um, when they do want you and you've become that media asset, watch the relationship change. And that's when you know you've made it. Yep. Sounds like a a good place to be. Very nice. It's It is the place to be. All right, well, we're going to finish the podcast off. We know that Neil Mitchell today has resigned. He will finish off the end of the year. So come December, he'll finish up. He's going to keep doing some work with Channel 9. I I think Neil Mitchell, um, I think he'll be doing this until um, they send him out in a box. And Virginia Trioli, I think, is the interesting one, Calms. Virginia Trioli, I've got a funny, I reckon I've got a funny feeling. How could it how could it possibly be the day before and then this? I just think my conspiracy theorist's uh, side of me starts to kick in, but could she ever go to the dark side, the commercial side oh, look, of having spent so many years at the ABC? In the interest of this just being on the record so that I've got a horse in the race, have we found out where Eddie Maguire is going to be doing radio next year? Uh, oh, that's a very, very, very good question, Carms. Just Not saying sure. that. I mean, it, Eddie everywhere, Eddie could be there. But I tell you what, it is the number one spot. I'm a big Ross and Russell fan on 3AW. They've got the ratings that uh, that uh, excel any other program. But mm-hmm. I think everyone you know, will agree the morning programs around the country are the, the chair to be in and uh, it, it is definitely big shoes to fill. And, uh, and and hats off to Neil Mitchell. He, he's played a big part in my media career um, as someone that I've looked up to and the way that he's gone about it. I, I, I listen to him still daily mm. uh, from here in Adelaide and um, he is, he's still got it. So he, he's definitely leaving on a high and leaving on his terms. And Virginia, I, I think, you know, one of the great ABC female broadcasters, I, I think one of the best broadcasters in the country as well, mm. um, you know, sad for Melbourne, I can say, is that uh, they not only have lost or gave up the Commonwealth Games, they've probably just given up two of their best broadcasters uh, that have decided to leave as well. It's 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 not a good time to be in Melbourne, Carms. Oh, except for the fact they've got football finals. I guess they have that, as you keep banging oh, on about. they've got that. The poor things are here. <laughs> 
That'll be fine. Well, thank you, Carson. <laughs> thank you, what a, what a great way to finish the program, Melbourne. You've still got the football finals. And uh, no, we wish everyone good luck. And as the AFL and the NRL finals do come to a close, remember all that airtime has to be filled, that radio, the television, the printed newspaper needs your expertise, needs your content. And uh, feel free to reach out to myself or Calms on how to make it happen, make it work. Uh, there's one big ad there for you. Uh, <laughs> we can help you get your get your content and get your stories right. Buy my uh, thing. We Buy look my forward thing. to working with you. <laughs> well done, Nick. Good hey, stuff. Have a, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And uh, we look forward to having your company next week when we speak to another media or another expert. Ta-da. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.